0: Hello and welcome to the Beautifully Nasty Podcast. I'm your host Bianca and we made it. We made it to the end of the first month of 2021. That is wild. I cannot believe we are here right now because the podcast has been around for a month and I just I'm beaming. I I know this year has been it's we've had a rough start and we're still in the pandemic, but holy crap, this podcast has brought so much joy to my life, more than you guys even know. I'm so grateful for everyone who has supported us and listened to the episodes and and reached out and the guests that we got this month, everything about it. I, I just I'm so happy. So thank you guys. It's been a really, really great month and a great start to my year. So I'm just so excited. And we have the next month coming up of February, and we're changing topics now. So like I told you guys, every month will be a different topic under the big umbrella that is how to love yourself in different circumstances of life. So next month, we will be doing Loving Yourself as a Creative And I know a lot of our listeners, our different artists of all different types of backgrounds. I am an artist. Um, Our producer Ellie is also an artist. So the art community is something that we love to support here on the podcast. And I'm so excited to share the guests that we have got lined up for the next month. It's really going to be amazing. To conclude the end of our January month, How to Love Yourself in Quarantine. This interview, it was amazing. I had never met Ebony Bell before, and she was just a powerhouse of a person. Her interview is so, it's so heartwarming and, and open and honest and just real and relatable. And I'm, I'm so, so excited to share this interview with you guys. When I left the interview and we stopped recording, I had a smile across my whole face because that's how full of energy I felt after speaking to her. So I hope the same happens for you guys. She is just a kind, motivated, really talented human. And I am just so excited to share this conversation with you guys. She is the creator of TAG magazine, a woman's LGBTQ culture magazine. And she talks all about that and her, her struggles during the pandemic and even her struggles with her business. All the feels happened during this conversation. So I really hope you enjoy. And again, thank you for this amazing first month of the podcast. I am so excited for the rest Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate this. The producer of the podcast recommended me to you. We've been looking for people this month for how to love yourself during quarantine. The whole podcast is about self-love and the crazy journey that happens during this time. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to talk to you. So I always start off the interview with your self-love journey and how that started for you. It's a really big question. It is a big question.
1: I'm like, where do we start? Where do, do I start, start? in 1981 <laughs> when I was born?
0: <laughs> You're right. Should we go through all the years? I I guess where I personally start is the moment when I realize something needs to change for me. I got you. That makes a lot of sense. Which you don't need to start with your rock bottom because I
1: know that. No, I- no, no. It's totally, it's totally, it's totally good. I'm going to be uh, completely honest with you. I feel like it's always a practice for me. It's great to be like, oh, self-love. I have practices in place and making sure that I always feel this way. And I don't, I don't 100% of the time. So it's like building a muscle, like when you're going to the gym mm-hmm. and you know you want to get some muscles, you got to work at it, work at it, work at it until you build it. And so for me, as much as I'd love to say, oh, 100%, I'm all self-love, it, I have to work through it because there are just things that happen in my life, Mm -hmm. uh, that sometimes you even forget about yourself, if that makes any sense.
0: Oh, it makes so much sense. The reason why I did the podcast in general, because I was like, you know, I cannot relate to just like take a bubble bath and, you know, de-stress yourself, put, take time for yourself, put on face masks. I'm like, what the, what does that mean? What the fuck does that mean? Because that's not a bandaid that is big enough to cover the shit that's going on inside of me right now. So mm. I feel you on that. There are good days and there are bad days, right? but it is an ongoing process of, holy shit, this is hard. This is it's yeah. not easy growing up and where you are now. Where did you find that transition of like, okay, I just need to commit to this?
1: Yeah, so um, you know, I'm a black queer woman, uh, and I would say as I was trying to figure out myself and you know who this person was and why do I have these feelings, and I'm 39. Uh, I <laughs> I hesitated because I just turned. 39 in, uh, in December. So I was like, wait a minute, how old am I? <laughs> and back then, we don't have everything that we have. We don't have visibility and all of that. We just had to try to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And I even have family members that were, but I was never told. So right. I was always trying to be something to everybody else. When I came out, I was about 17, 18. I was a freshman in college. Mm-hmm. I still did this, like, you know, I'm myself halfway, but I still want to appease and look a certain way to friends and family. And I'm saying this because I know people can't see me. So, you know, I'm a masculine, a center woman. I've mm-hmm. never related to dresses or stuff like that. And so I was still doing this andro every now and then, maybe a dress to appease somebody else, right? Still trying to figure myself out. And I, honestly, I don't know the exact point, But at some point I woke up and I just wanted to be unapologetically me. I was tired. I was tired of trying to be something that I wasn't. And I feel like once you have that self-love and you know who you are, you just move differently in the world. You know, if I was this business owner, let's say, I don't even know when in college or even Uh right after college, I don't think that you would get the same, confidence. I don't think you would get someone who is so sure of herself, even in like business spaces, because you don't see a lot of people that look like me at networking events or whatever the case might be. Back then, I would have probably been freaked out to be in those spaces. I'm like, no, like, this is who I am.
0: You want to be that person now to be like, yeah, we're all freaking different. Can we, can we get used to this concept of not everyone's supposed to be this cookie cutter, whatever the fuck version the world is accepting right now. And I think when you hit that point where you can be, like you said, unapologetically yourself, holy shit, that feeling is, it is so freeing. That's love. That's love. love. That is such Mm -hmm. love. And It's interesting because I feel like a lot of my friends who are queer, I've talked to them about how you would think that the point when you come out and you finally can say it, I'm free. It's good now. I can be myself. But that's not the case. That is part of the self-love journey for a lot of people who I've talked to is that you think this point where you're like, I'm going to say it. I'm going to talk about my trauma and I'm going to confront this issue. But it doesn't end there. You have to deal every day accepting who you are constantly and not even accepting, like being confident with who you are and loving it. I, I feel you on that because like you said you came out when you were 17, but even when you were 22 or when you were in college, being that business owner, so different from where you are now, I bet.
1: Oh, it's, it's huge. <laughs> it's, so, it's a it's... big... It's a big leap. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you really think about it, when we're young, young people, we're really trying to figure things out. Look at how many people go into college and they have no idea what they want to study. And that's fine. You know, we, people have to figure out their own journey. And so for me, imagine on top of just wanting to figure out who I am also dealing with the whole, okay, I'm something that people don't necessarily accept. How do I want to walk through the world? Because again, everybody goes through the who am I, right? Right, And maybe even still asking themselves. So yeah, there was that like one other layer on top of that to cross that bridge, but here I am.
0: And that is beautiful. That's what makes all of us beautiful is that it's the life lessons that lead us to the point where we're at right now. So in the moment you're like, fuck, this shit is really hard. Like, is really <laughs> hard. You know, you, you feel everything so deeply, but that's part of the process because if you didn't go through what you went through and if you weren't that leader of like going into a place and be like, yeah, here I am. Do you think, have you never, you've never seen someone like me? Okay, well deal with it. That's part of the lessons that make you, you. And that's what I find, the beauty in other people. Or I found with this podcast, I love talking to people because I'm like, oh my God, I love hearing people talk about their growth. And then finally being like, I feel good now being who I am. Like, that's fucking beautiful to me.
1: It is. And I can't wait to listen to the other episodes.
0: I'm trying to find all different types of people. And that is really hard. I can't find one person that's going to appeal to every person and what they're made of. So I really am trying to get all different types of people so that at least someone hears it and relates and is like, oh, that, you know, I don't feel alone. Oh, I relate to that. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I can, I can grab some of this from this episode and a little bit of that from that episode and, and kind of start to feel better and get inspired and motivated. That's that's right. the whole point.
1: And it's somewhat assuring, I guess, uh, that when you listen to things like this or you see things when you see people are going through the, you know, same struggles or have the same questions or journeys or whatever, like it doesn't matter who you are. It's just nice to hear that you're not alone in it's it.
0: So nice. It's so yeah. Nice. I talk a lot about this, but I started the podcast in quarantine because. I was at a very low point in my life. I lost my job. Mm. I, uh, I had to move back home. I was living in New York city. I felt really lost. I was abusing alcohol, drugs, you name it. I was mm. doing it. I, and I felt alone. I felt really alone. I felt like I don't know who to talk to about this. Cause I don't know how they're going to relate. I don't know if I can fully communicate it in the proper way. Cause I feel kind of all over the place, but what I started to realize when I was stuck in quarantine by myself is that shit, I, I kind of I'm not alone. Like we're all kind of stuck in our own space, now reevaluating who we are. Right. And it was very difficult, but I found unity in seeing other people also going through the same process. Right. So right. how did your quarantine experience go as far as <laughs> being with yourself? Being I'm with laughing because I'm
1: like, where do you want to start? <laughs> um, so everything you just said is so real. And thank you for sharing that with me. Like not a lot of people would be like, hey, I turned to drugs or alcohol or whatever. But that, that shit is real. It's and real. Is something we don't. Necessarily talk about. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure my alcohol tolerance is probably a lot higher than it was before. I'm not slamming them back, but I definitely drink it more than I usually would because it's like, what else do you do? That's kind of where I was. Um, So, yeah, I mean, like a lot of people, the pandemic was a test. And when I say a test, I mean a test in every single way, at least for me personally, mentally, physically financially, uh, financially with the business. Mm. And so it was like one of, one of my biggest tests of, of my life, probably. Uh, you know, I started this business eight years ago. Now yes. in 2020, I might lose it. I might lose my business. Oof!
0: How do you, how, whew, that's a horrible feeling when you've put eight years is a lot. That's a lot of, you know, that's a chunk of time to wake up during this pandemic already dealing with you know being secluded not being around people humans need human interaction but then to also be dealing with oh my career my my purpose what brings me joy is at risk that's really hard right. during this time yeah
1: yes um i'm like uh, i'm like how much time do we have because i can go through everything right now i it's, it's mindset, really. And I had to, um, you know, I had to accept the fact that this might happen and I had to let go. I had to be okay with that line of thinking. Because at the beginning, I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then you think things like, oh, how am I going to look? I'm going to look like a failure. And there's some pride there. I don't have a lot of pride, but there is pride that shows up every now and then.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm
1: going through all these things in my head, like, this can't happen. I'm going to look stupid and all this stuff, right? But then I had to take some time. And it took some time to really sit in it and say, okay, Ebony, like, if this happened what's next? Like, what's the worst thing that can happen? If, if, if you lost your business, mm-hmm. will you be okay? Can you move on? You know? And, I had to sit in that space. And there was a point, maybe halfway through the pandemic, I don't even know that I just, I was okay with that. Not that I want it to happen, right. but I had to be okay with it because I would drive myself crazy. You know what I mean? I would be stressing out. I would be depressed. And I just, that's the worst thing I wanted through a pandemic. You know what of, I
0: mean? Oh, of course. It's almost like similar, not not super similar, but I'm relating the emotions of when someone in your life gets diagnosed with like cancer and they have short time to live. You go through that, those stages of, no, this can't be happening, like hating the world. And then you have to accept, okay, I have to accept this news and I have to be able to live. And I can't stop living because whether or not the business with hope to God, it it will be fine, but you're going to have to keep living. Even if you do lose it but that's a hard reality to face.
1: Obviously we don't want to, you know, we're not equating that, but I love, I, and I got you. I yeah. agree with you because I think it was a good analogy because mm-hmm. we have to also recognize that what we're talking about is like the five stages of grief, right? Grief is just not when people pass away. Grief is when you separate from somebody. Grief is when you lose a business. Grief can be when you lose a friend, you know? So Yeah. It's the five stages of grief. And even though the business did not fail, I had to go through those steps to, to see if I was capable of accepting it. You know what I mean? Because I was already in like the panic stage. What am I going to do? Uh, you know, anger, sadness. I think sadness is before anger, and then I just had to prepare myself for that mindset. Like, can I do this, and can I do it healthy in a healthy mindset? That's a whole nother ball game.
0: That is a whole other ball game, and I love that you related it to all those things of like being in a relationship, losing your job. It's all so real, and it's all things that I feel like people go through, and. It's kind of what can spiral people out of control and like lose themselves. And that's always really sad to see whether it's happening to you or it's happening to a loved one. When you see someone just being like, I can't handle this right now. It's taking over and I'm I'm starting to lose myself. And that's part of the self-love process is making sure you're good and you got yourself because who else got you except you at the end of the day.
1: Exactly. I would also say... And it's a hard thing to do is to let go. And, you know, any religious folks out there, there's the term let go and let God. Mm -hmm. It's the same concept. And we talked about being free. As much as it's hard to do, it's freeing. It's freeing because it's like you're taking weight off your shoulder. Like you have all these stones. But when you free yourself from whatever is going on or whatever thing that you're worried about, it frees you. You feel lighter. Do you know what's going to happen? Do I know if I'm going to lose my business? I don't. But at the end of the day, I can't stress myself out. And, uh, you know, you can hurt yourself physically and mentally telling yourself all of these things. But once I let go, I was just like, yes, it's going to be fine. Like no matter what Mm -hmm. happens, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be fine, you know? And I just had to let go because there's nothing you can do. There's literally, there was nothing I could call every business in America. I could try to get more people to donate to us. But at the end of the day, whatever people are going to decide, they're going to decide. And there's nothing I can do about it. When I tell you that's been, that concept has been a journey for me because it is hard. It It is so hard to be able to just let go. Last year, pandemic year 2020. I, yeah, I, I had to do that so many times because we're human. And like the first thing we're going to do is think negative. The first thing, really? that's just what we do. Oh my God, what's going to happen? Failure or whatever. I'm, I'm going to be homeless or whatever the case mm-hmm. might be. Right. But it, I had to train myself. I was like, okay, stop it. Stop it. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. But the key also was I still had to continue to move forward. Do you get what I'm saying? As much as I I wasn't letting go and being like, well, laying back, let's just (laughs) see what happens, right? Like you got to still work and move forward and do the things that you like and love. And I feel like eventually the things you want will show up in your life. And maybe the things you don't want won't show up, but that's because something else is around the corner. You're supposed to do something else. And that's what I had to start telling myself was like, you know what? Again, whether you're religious or not, I always say it's, it's in his hands. God's got this. Maybe there's a better plan. They say when one door shuts, another, another one opens. Yes. So I was ready mm-hmm. for that. I was ready for the business to get through and succeed. And I was ready for the business to do the complete opposite.
0: It's crazy because you you took the concept right out of my mouth right now. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, literally, as you were talking, I was like, I'm going to ask about that concept of something could happen. It could be great. could move your life forward everything works out as you are planning, but then something happens that you would maybe consider negative. How do you react to that? And it's all about your reaction. You could be depressed and feel sorry for yourself. Yes, we all are capable of that. Or you could take it as a lesson, a life lesson and be like, okay, I may lose this, but maybe let me just trust in and God, whatever you believe in, maybe it's gonna help me to get to something even greater and I think once you grasp that concept, it kind of is life changing for mm-hmm. me that is a a life changing mindset to have because anyone can feed into there's so much negativity it's it's crazy. But it's all about mindset and you have control over your mindset. I can't control anyone else's mindset. People are going to choose whatever they want to believe, however they want to handle life. I can only control mine. So once I figured that out, a lot of my anxiety went away. That was something that caused me a lot of anxiety because I was kind of the same way as you were saying, just like having control and making sure I'm doing the right thing for my career. And when I would fail, oh God, it would it would be oh. like the world was ending of like,
1: I can't live like this. I mean, that failure, that's like one of the, or feeling like it. Because at the end of the day, we tell ourselves that, but that's not really the case, right? It's not, but, it's
0: not. But
1: of course, that's how we look at it. We have <laughs> so much around around the subject. So you were saying the only person that can control you is you. So one person you have to live with the rest of your life 24-7 is you, period. I'd love to be able to change people's minds. I love people to change my minds in a positive way, of course. Uh But that's just not, it's just not going to happen. And if anybody gets anything out of this, like your mindset is everything. It's not going to always be perfect. And sometimes you're pushing yourself to tell yourself that. But again, it's just practice. I must have said this a billion times to people when Uh they ask how I got through it. Literally, positivity and faith. That is what got me through this. I'm bipolar, and um, one of the things that you can fall into is a depression, a deep depression, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I knew I was like, I cannot let this pandemic do that to me because then I won't be able to run my business. I won't be able to run my life. And just talking to somebody about another business person, if you're not right, if you're not well, and I don't mean like sick. I mean, like if you are not well, you're depressed or whatever, that's how your business is going to show up.
0: Exactly. And if you're
1: positive, hey, I got this, then people are going to see that through your business. They're going to see the greatness of your business. But I mean, that was what motivated me. I was like, I cannot let this be me because I've been there before. Yeah,
0: I I relate to this because I'm going through that process. I never had seen a therapist before the pandemic. Crazy. And I had dealt with really massive depression episodes. It's really hard when you feel like you're not fully aware of what's going on.
1: Sometimes I'm like, who is this person? You know what I mean? So when you say you're, I guess, just starting to see someone, I think that's a great thing. I think everyone needs therapy. And that doesn't mean that everyone is messed up or whatever. Like, it's just healthy. It is a healthy thing. We talk about self-love. That is part of it, is getting healthy in your mindset, therapy, yes. psychiatrist, all the above, it really works wonders for people, especially now with like, you know, basically being quarantined, you got to be able to talk to someone. You know, we crave human interaction and touch. And this has been a hell of a test right. with not being able to really do that for the most part.
0: We've had all of these things taken away from us, what felt like our normal life. And now it's this new adjustment. It it does have an effect. It, whether you have an actual imbalance in your brain or not, it is going to affect your mental health. Yep. And that's why I, th- I agree with you. I think everyone, especially during this time, needs to be able to talk to someone if they need help or and if they're feeling lost or confused or up and down or if they feel crazy, it's not crazy. Right. I
1: got you. I was diagnosed, I don't even know how long ago now, Um, a little before I started. The magazine. Mm-hmm. And so you start to get to learn yourself a little bit more. You get to be an advocate for your health. So you start to notice things. And as soon as the pandemic really, really hit, and I knew things were starting to get real, because at first we're like, oh, okay, this is like, you know, like a flu, we're going to be fine. But then when it, things start getting real and you realize, okay, I'm going to be by myself all the time, basically in the house. I'm still trying to run a company that could easily crumble all of these things. I immediately said to myself, okay, this is going to be a test because you are prone to uh, depression or Mm -hmm. manic episodes or things like that. So I I literally just got myself together because I'm like this, you can either have it this way or you can have it that way. And I I told myself at the beginning, I'm like, you are not gonna let yourself be that person that's just on the couch. Woe is me, crying, not running your business, whatever. And there's no shame in that. I just knew that that could be me, and if. Right. And I couldn't afford for it to be me during this time. (laughs) You get what I'm saying, especially because I could not afford to be that person. And so really, that was a big part that also got me through was recognizing what I could be and, Mm -hmm. and making sure that that was never me.
0: But you knew that about yourself, because in your self love process, you've gotten to know yourself so well, that you know how you react to things. And I think what's great is when you start to become aware of what feels right for you in your body or what doesn't. I think that's always a part of that process for people is figuring out what do I react good to? What are things that make me happy? What are things that make me really sad. It feels very basic in a way when you say it out loud, but it's actually a really hard concept to grasp.
1: Yeah. A lot harder. I mean, saying it is definitely harder. Yeah, for
0: sure. Right. And when you're able to walk away from the things that you're like, okay, I know that is going to spiral me. I know that is toxic for me. That is is self-love because you're taking care of yourself. What you did during this pandemic, I'm so happy you said that because I think People need to hear that because I think a lot of people have been struggling and probably don't know where to turn when they just feel like I don't have the motivation. I don't know what's the next step. What do I do? But when you have a business, you got to be you got to be the energy of it. Exactly what you said. Can you talk a little bit about your business to everyone? And we're only going to think positive thoughts about it. Because Please gonna...
1: do. It's called Tag Magazine, T-H-E-G mm-hmm. Magazine. I started it because, you know, we have some great LGBTQ media outlets, magazines, newspapers, websites, all of it. But where I am, I pick up our publications and see nothing but white gay men. And it's actually pretty common. Um, When you look at LGBTQ media, it doesn't necessarily cater to women and or queer people of color. Obviously, there's nothing wrong with white gay men. I just wasn't seeing myself. So I decided to leave my nice, cushy job and start a print magazine and a website because I wanted to be able to share our stories. Queer women queer women of color, um, our tagline is everything lesbian, queer, and under the rainbow. So I wanted to make sure we had visibility, you know, uh, 10, 20, 30, 40 years down the road. It gets me excited to know that some young LGBTQ person will pick up our magazine and see what was going on now, see the people that came before them, because our stories are super important. So I just started from the basics of what do I want to do? I want to tell our stories. And then other things kind of grew out of that, uh, like, you know, podcast shows, or on uh, now we have a monthly show where we interview celebrities, which actually came out of pandemic, like your podcast came out of this, that would have never happened if it wasn't oh, for the pandemic.
0: Exactly, exactly. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. I, uh, I feel like choked up because I I love when people create platforms like this for other people who aren't being seen or recognized, because things like this podcast, your magazine, are a resource for people who are feeling lost, alone, feel like they don't have a a group of people that they can relate to. So I respect you for creating this. It's just beautiful. Yeah, I appreciate
1: it. And you just gave me a plug or gave Tag a plug and you don't even realize it. So you said, you know, people want to be seen. So we call the show and seen. So like, you know, S-E-E-N, and a lot of it is because we want people to be able to see themselves. We do live fan chat with celebrities, but also like, hey, here's this Black, queer, masculine center woman doing what you see, you know, other people do and talking to celebrities or whatever, but also being able to ask me questions, ask other people questions and just feel connected, like that person that's in middle America can tune in and feel connected in some way. So literally that's why we called it and seen. And at, at the end of every single episode, I say, if nobody's told you today, remember you are loved and seen. So when you oh. said seen, I was like, and that's a plug. That's, Let me jump in here. <laughs> that's perfect. That's so, so, so we're just trying to expand the stories. You know what I mean? We didn't want it to be more than a print publication. And speaking of surviving, we are only one of two queer women's print publications left in the country. So you might see some websites, but print were only one of two. And that's another reason I I was fighting so hard because I'm like, we can't lose another one of us. We just yeah, can't yeah, yeah, yeah. do it. And I know some people might be thinking, well, you know, you have online, you can do things online, but I don't care. There is nothing like print. There is nothing like getting something delivered to your door. You can hold in your hand, put on your coffee table, read on the train. It's just different. Something that's yours, something that shows you. And you don't have to be in front of a screen constantly. You can just yes. chill on the couch or whatever. I,
0: I love that. We are already on the screens way too much as it is. We need more books and, and, and magazines, things that we can touch and get away from the freaking yes. phone for like 30 minutes at least. It is crazy how it, it is an addiction. And I love that's why you want the print of the magazine to stay alive. We got to keep it going. We got to keep
1: it going. Yeah, we definitely do. Have you seen... <laughs> Uh, documentary social dilemma on Netflix. I was just
0: talking about it today. I was just talking about it. Yeah. It oh. is wild. It's, it's, I mean, it's like scary. we knew,
1: but we didn't know, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And uh, I go back and forth cause it's my job to be visible and online. But sometimes I think if I was not doing this, I probably would take several breaks, several,
0: several breaks. Exactly. I had a really big mental block with social media for the longest time. And it was because I wasn't comfortable with myself yet. I didn't feel good about myself. I didn't feel good wh- about what I was doing with my life. I would just go on social media to, I guess, look at what other people were doing and feel badly about myself. So I understand how it can be negative. I've tried to, like we were talking about, change the dialogue in my head on how I look at it. And I really have tried to be like, okay, well, let me get myself feeling good about myself and what I'm doing. And then I'll be like, okay, I want to post. I want to be active on social media because I want to be able to promote people like you and your magazine and your business and uh, all my other guests. And I feel good about it. I feel passionate about it. I like that stuff. I like that part of social media, but I feel you. If I wasn't a part, Of the job, I would not want it in my life, to be honest. Yeah,
1: I envy my friends that have done that. Like one of my best friends, Michael, he's, I don't even know how long it's been and he's been off it and he's just told, you know, told me how wonderful it's been. Because it's like, it's like somebody, I'm sure like wakes you up, right? And you're like, oh, there's a whole world out here that I didn't even know about. And they're saying that these younger generations, they're not even physically Connecting or talking to each other or any of that anymore. Everything is just online, and then unfortunately, everybody thinks what's online is real, right? So everything that glitters isn't necessarily gold. And I think even as adults, I think we can get caught up in seeing somebody somebody bought a new house, or somebody does this, or uh, they got some award or whatever, and that stuff can mess you. Up. oh you thinking oh yes. my god this is happening to them. what's wrong with me you know and I think social media is a huge huge part of that and you're probably going through the same stuff you are but that's not how it looks online
0: oh yeah I, they are a hundred percent going through the same things that we are you're only seeing the positive or the filtered version of their life and it really can be a mindfuck and I have to be like okay Let's just, let's remind ourselves that people are only posting the positives of their life. Some people don't feel comfortable sharing their lows and some people don't feel comfortable taking a picture of themselves without a filter on. I think that what the younger generation, oof, I've. When I first started this podcast, I was like, I hope this is, I hope the younger generation listens. <laughs> like, I, I was like, I really hope, but I, I think it will come maybe in time. But I hope if they do listen, that they've stopped letting all of the social media and the, the filtered lives affect their judgment of what is reality and what's not. And I work with kids right now. And one of the things that I noticed with them is they're all about instant gratification.
1: Yes.
0: It's like I freaking love them. I love working with kids, but <laughs> holy crap, I'm like, okay, you, I know you got it once. Let's do it again because it's the whole process. We're not just doing it for one take that you get to post online and then move on to the next. It's very tunnel vision. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We need to we need to deal with the beginning, middle, and end. And yeah. I see that and it's it's uh it's a little scary, but I hope that More people start talking to them about these things because it's definitely, it's affecting them and it's sad. In the
1: documentary, I don't know who it was. They talked to a lot of people, but he was part of Facebook and he said, one of the one things I regret is the like button. Because that's part of it. People want that instant, hey, make me feel good. That instant, oh, people like me. Uh, You know what I mean? That people are watching me. People love me. And he was talking about how that was the worst thing that he felt could have been made. For Facebook was that because it really, especially for young kids, you know. And sometimes us too, you know what I mean? I'll see people post things that other somebody else has posted and I realize okay, they want, they like it and they know they'll get some likes and some clout or whatever the case might be. But yeah, I'm just from I'm from the generation of one, not having any social media. I think the first sense of social media was my space and i was way older uh than these kids now
0: for me too yeah right
1: but yeah i'm from the generation of like we had to wait you know what i mean i choked. like when i was a kid you had the rotary phones right i mean i'm not like that old but as a kid (laughs) you remember your grandparents like that's patience okay like one like the one number and then the second number Do, 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 do. You know what yeah. I mean? We couldn't just say call somebody. We were right, the right. ones that would print out MapQuest instead of having a GPS and have to fit And we got lost. We had to figure that <laughs> shit out. That. I know. <laughs> we were using our brains though. Brains. That's another thing. You know? We really, I really know. were.
0: I know it it is it is a really crazy thought when you think of how. Because it really wasn't that long ago. No, Like social media and the effects it is having on everyone has evolved at a rapid speed to where now the amount of followers you have defines who you are. It's the worst thing in the world. Whoever's going to hear the podcast is meant to hear the podcast. So... I, I think it's good to to remind ourselves of what reality actually is without social media and how that shit just doesn't matter. It's actually not important.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know, as long as you're genuine and you know exactly who you are and the direction you want to take, like people will gravitate towards that. No matter what, somebody's going to get something from these episodes. And I think. Yeah. I can't speak for you, but I, you know, hearing you talk, I mean, that's really what you want. You want people to get something. You want somebody to hear this and say, oh, I didn't think about this. Or maybe I should see a therapist or whatever the case might be. Some sort of journey is going to hit them. And some sort of story is going to hit them. And so I'm telling you that because once I really... Got a hold of tag and what we stood for and who I was. Like people just gravitate towards you when you're confident, you know what you want, you're sure of yourself, you're not conceited or any of that. Things will come to you. It's amazing some of the things that have happened to me. You know, I had one guy, I was in Houston for a conference, and he just heard me talking, like talking to the group, da 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 da. da. And he said, You know, come over here. Uh, you don't know me or whatever, but we have this grant we give to LGBTQ media and I'm spreading it across and I'd like to give you part of that. And it's literally just showing up. I didn't come there to get money. I didn't come to write, talk to a celebrity. I just came to be and meet other right. people. And so I'm telling you, I do believe that will happen for you, but I think you're starting in a place of really a genuine place that you really want to make a difference, you know?
0: Thank you. Thank you. I'm like, yeah, I'm supposed to be interviewing you. This, <laughs> this is a like, conversation, my friend. I We're know, new friends. And, and I know. I know. <laughs> we are new friends. We have never met before. And I like doing this where I, I'm, I mean, how else are we going to meet during a pandemic? So let's be honest. Truth. Truth. But I, I, but I, I love, I love getting to know people, especially during this time where I'm having such a lack of social interaction and you, you, literally have been so wonderful. Like everything you're saying just aligns with the podcast and what I would want for a guest to share and give out to the world. So I'm so, I'm so happy right now. Yeah. I'm so happy that you had
1: me. So, uh, I'm just curious, you, do you live by yourself?
0: Um, so no, I, I lived in New York city. Uh I moved back during the pandemic and I moved back to Boston during the pandemic because I needed to get out of New York. I had been there for years, yeah. I was a struggling actor. I just was, I was, became like just a professional bartender. I don't even know if it was professional, but <laughs> all the time, developing an alcohol problem. My days were just psychotic, like sleeping <sighs> all day, being up all night going to auditions, not really bringing myself to the audition. I was not bringing myself because I wasn't feeling good about myself. I wasn't doing well, but it was, you know, all part of my journey and which I've learned all those lessons. But
1: asking just because it's a blessing you do, you have company. And the reason I was asking, uh, because I am uh, by myself, I don't even have a pet when I separated from my ex, uh, she winded Mm -hmm. up. Uh, keeping the cats in the house. And that's what we agreed on, whoever had the house, you know, because it was their home or whatever. So I'm saying it also, one, I just didn't know if you were in the same situation, but people that are listening that are, they know how hard that is. There were like like a couple days I was like, oh my God, I don't think I've talked to anybody. You know what I mean? And that really does have an effect on you. Now, don't get me wrong. There are days here and there that I kind of like it, that I kind of like my my peace and solitude. But I realized how important what we're doing right now is. I do LGBTQ trivia monthly. I get on Zoom calls monthly with my friends from college, all kinds of stuff. And then once I'm done, I'm like, that felt really, really good. And I'm saying it because it's so important for folks to reach out, to have some sort of interaction that if you're living by yourself, because I know how... um, how that can be. And again, especially for someone who has (laughs) mental health issues, just reach out. Like that's so important.
0: I'm so happy you brought that up because I wanted to ask that question in general because one of the past episodes we talked about Being in a relationship in quarantine, starting a relationship during quarantine and being single during quarantine. You know, we talked about a lot of things, but I I was talking about how when you're in your situation, you're only thinking from my perspective, I'm like, I haven't gone outside. I haven't seen Mm. anyone. But then when I was talking in that episode, I was like, yeah. And then all the people who are by themselves, like that's, that's so hard. And I agree. Check on your peoples, like check on them, make sure if you know someone is alone or you know someone who's in an abusive relationship or you know someone who is not happy with their life and probably locking themselves in their rooms, reach out to them. But I'm so happy that you brought that perspective because yeah, a and lot you, of people.
1: You need it because that's when you start to get in your own head about stuff. And sometimes being in your head can be one of the worst things. Um mm-hmm. not saying it's not good to think, mm-hmm. talk to yourself, but sometimes that talking turns into all kinds of stuff. Like,
0: yep. why am I
1: here? I'm alone. Uh, all the, you know, all of these things. And you literally sit there in that and you have nothing else. You have maybe TV, but the TV not going to may make you forget for a little bit, but it's not going to solve everything. You know right. what I mean? So I can't stress enough how important it is to make calls, have FaceTimes, have, have Zooms, uh, because it's going to be your, it's going to be your best friend. Uh, And it's okay to have balance. Like I said, you know, there are times that I'm okay uh, that I didn't go all day without talking to anybody. And and there are days that I'm like, I need a friend. I need someone to tell me they love me. I need somebody to remind me of who I am. Mm -hmm. Especially if you get in your head and you're telling yourself all these other things. It's nice to have friends to just say, I'm proud of you, man. You know, you're getting through it or or whatever the case might be. So I I really hope that people are doing that.
0: Yes, especially at this point where... We've been in this so long that because at the beginning, everyone was so into let's play on the Zoom calls. I felt like I was on a Zoom call or a house party or, or a FaceTime like every second at the beginning of the pandemic. But then, you know, now we're almost a year in and we're still here. Like, don't forget, you know, don't forget that 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 was a really healthy way to handle the situation by reaching out to people when you felt scared or alone or hadn't talked to people in days or whatnot so it's a great reminder so thank you for saying that yeah definitely you
1: know I was talking to my therapist I told you at the beginning of this what's gotten me through is positivity and faith positivity and faith like literally people would ask me and it was like I was on a loop like, like just telling people, Oh, I'm okay. I'm positive. I have my faith. I, literally. I don't even know. Yeah. I probably, if I had like a dollar for every time I said that to somebody, I would be, <laughs> I'd be rich. Okay. That's how many times <laughs> I did it. And so I'm talking to her because I don't even know how it came to be, but um, it's called toxic positivity. Oh yep. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't even, so that you might be aware of that I was like, what, this is a thing and then I realized, you know, I'm talking about it with my uh, therapist and I realized, oh my God, I think that might've been me all last year. But something that she reminded me of is everybody has different coping mechanisms and not all of them are the healthiest, but she's like, remember that that got you through though. Yes. Should you always be that way? No, but if that's what got you through and it got you through in a healthy way, then that's Okay. But anyway, I don't know if anybody's heard that term before, but it messed me up because I was like, wow, was this me? Like, do I do that? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that is so funny you say that because I've also wondered, like, I hope that's not, is that me? I I thought the same exact thing, but I also was super conscious when I was creating the whole podcast. Mm. I wanted to make it known that this is not that. I think when you think of self-love, you kind of have there is kind of like a stigma of someone who now has it all together and has grown and wants to talk about it and share. You always be positive. You can do it, you know, and just yeah. do things and give off that. And not, no, I'm not saying that's bad, that that it is great to share positivity, but I think it's good to kind of read the room or the energy. And I wanted it to be known that like, no, This podcast, I called it the Beautifully Nasty Podcast because the process is nasty. It's nitty, gritty, really difficult, dark at times, but the end result is beautiful. And I want to talk about the difficult times. I don't want to talk about all the pretty stuff. I don't want it to always be about positivity because I know that sometimes people don't want to hear that. Sometimes they just want to hear, like, oh, you're depressed too. I am too. Right. Okay. I'm not alone. Oh, you, you dealt with like drinking a lot. Me too. I felt really embarrassed about saying that things like that. Um, so I know what you mean. I was very conscious about the, the toxic positivity. It's so
1: interesting to me. Like I was like, this is a, is a thing, but I like learning things like that because it does make you question yourself, you know? And Mm. I feel like we're always learning. About ourselves, I think you mentioned that the pandemic has definitely uh, shined a light on who you are. All kinds of things: where you are in your life, do you want to be here in your life? How do you Mm -hmm. show up, you know, in the world? How you show up in your mind, friends, family, all of it. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's just it's we've been talking about it. It's it's a journey. It's never always pretty, but I think we can always self love, like always, you know, we might have our downs. We might have an awful day, but that doesn't mean we can't turn around and say, okay, let me, let me remind myself who I am. Let me give myself some affirmations and stuff like that. But you're right. It's not, it's not always pretty. And I love the name of this show, by the way, I think it's absolutely perfect because yeah, we all, I keep using the word journey. If you guys are listening to this drink every time I say journey, <laughs> I should have said that at the beginning. Get your, get your drinks out. And uh, every time Ebony says journey, (laughs) but it's true. It really is true. You know, a journey isn't just like a a hike or something like that. It's a journey in your mind, man. Uh, And you you always have to figure it out along the way.
0: Yes. I'm so, so, so happy that we, we met right now. Me too. if everyone could see me right now, like I just have a smile <laughs> beaming across my face because your energy is beautiful. Oh, you. Everything you're doing is amazing. I'm just so happy to have met you right now. So thank you. Thank you for being here and sharing all of this. The last thing I want to ask is how can we support you? How can we support the magazine? What can the listeners do if they want to help? And I
1: appreciate it? that. Thank you so yeah. much. And I have to say, like the feeling is absolutely mutual uh and you know i would love to to down the road because i want you to get all the guests in the world but down the road yeah let's do a part two of this you know i'd love to see where you are like to see where i am months down the road Uh, so anyway i want to make sure that i I say that Done. Love done, done, do done. <laughs> people, yeah, go to our website. It's taggmagazine.com. Uh, people can buy shirts. They can uh, get a subscription in the magazine, uh, which is really reasonably priced. We have a website called support supporttagmagazine.com and people can make awesome. donations. And then we have some really cool items. So people donated items for us to sell. And then of course, you know, we got that donation money. So right now we have signed, Posters and DVDs from Margaret Cho and Mary Lambert. And I'm, I know I'm missing a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, Autograph books from Roxanne Gay, all kinds of stuff and just fun stuff. It's not all like signed stuff, you know, it's it's just amazing books and everything. So if people want to support us, that's a great way to do it. And you can get some cool, you know, gifts and stuff. So and you're Hell supporting
0: yes.
1: queer women's media and you're supporting Black queer owned businesses. I need to make sure yes. I say that because we don't always get the love, but when mm-hmm. we do, it's much appreciated. So, I'm again, I'm happy to be on the show. I'm happy we're able to just be real with each other. Doesn't happen yes. often.
0: Yes, please, please, everyone support. This is wonderful. And donations help anyone who has a small business right now. Exactly. Supporting, following, whatever you can do. It does help, but I also just think that what you're doing is amazing, and whoever invests money in it is going to be happy with the results and the product and everything. So, yes, we are all here for you. So, thank you, you, my friend. Take care. Okay, that's a wrap for today. Make sure to follow Beautifully Nasty on all social media accounts Instagram and Twitter at Beautifully Nasty Pod. And please email me at Beautifully Nasty Pod at gmail.com if you have any questions for us. Or if you want to be a guest on the show, make sure you subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. I'll be releasing an episode every week and this month is all about loving yourself through COVID-19. We're all going through it. We got this together. Support the podcast, please, please, by rating slash reviewing on iTunes. That is much appreciated and please follow our patreon page check it out i'll be releasing bonus episodes after the first 50 patrons sign up and you'll be entered into a giveaway to win a beautifully nasty sweatshirt really you will just feel so beautifully nasty and hopefully a little sexy (laughs) and and you can find me on instagram at bianca vitali with three e's underscore at the end just thank you thank you thank you thank you for listening to the beautifully nasty podcast make sure that you love on yourself this week do something special for yourself we got this have a great week